Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to another edition of Geek Town Radio. Uh, we're back a little bit late this week, but uh, we are we are back. Uh, and uh, I have with me Chris. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I found Chris again. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> really bad playing hospital and life in general. <laughs> but Adam stepped in again, didn't he? So that's yes, really good. yes, he did. Uh, I he, we had, we had quite a good uh, chat last week. Uh, yes, last week. So um, so yeah, it's. Uh, it's good to have a backup, but he was busy this week anyway, so I was kind of a bit worried if you if you couldn't make it, then we were going to have a problem. Yeah, you stuck with me again, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so what have you been up to? Oh, God. Well, life aside. Um, yes. I've, I've managed to watch the entire series of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, a Netflix original show. Oh, cool. Absolutely loved it. Written by Tina Fey, very 30 rock, um, it was just fantastic. It was, I literally, I'd finished the, se- the series in, in two days. Wow. There's only about 13 episodes, I think it is, and they're about 20, 25 minutes long each, but it's worth checking out. Okay, cool. Um, and I've just found out that Dragon Age have released a DLC. Ooh. Today, it's come out today. It's only on Xbox and PC at the moment. <laughs> uh, Jaws of, I'm going to forget it, I think it's not Havoc, it's... Hakok or something like that but it's, yeah I've only just been quickly looking at it on the bus um, whole new area new quests new dragons to kill yeah <laughs> better, exciting better get this wrapped up quick then <laughs> yeah I know hurry up hurry up <laughs> no I can't it's out on PS4 it's out at the moment it's only out on Xbox One and PC because PlayStation are crap <laughs> ah well you see I've got an Xbox One and I've got a PC so yes I, I know alright <laughs> can I borrow one of yours <laughs> uh, yeah so I, I might have to go and download that in a bit okay that's good um, what have you been up to I've been fairly busy this week um so, a uh, couple of interviews, uh, one with um, Phil Eisler, who is a friend of the, the show. We've interviewed him a couple of times. Uh, he's, he's the composer for, um, uh, for Revenge, um, and he's currently working on the uh, Smash It US TV show Empire. Uh, which is about um, a, a, a music sort of dynasty family, um, a, 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 a hip hop dynasty. So it's sort of uh, set in, in the. It, it turns out the the guy that owns the uh, the company has uh, fallen ill, so um, uh, they're sort of fighting amongst everybody else. The, the siblings of, of, of who's going to take control of the company but it's doing incredible ratings in the US there's still yeah. no U- UK air date for it yet um, I, it's, it's, I think it's got a second season already it's doing phenomenal numbers I I, I would be amazed if it doesn't come over at some point oh. um, so I've been interviewing him uh, that will probably go up next week 
Also interviewed uh, another composer, a guy called Michael Picton. Uh, he's the composer for um, uh, Marvel, the Marvel Live stage show, which he's touring the US at the moment. I believe he's coming over here at some point. Uh, a, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a Marvel oh. Live stage show. Yes. Uh, like, are we talking like... Captain America on ice. Uh, it's, it's. I think it's. It's sort of done in the round, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's a stage show. It's got um, all the main uh, Marvel characters in it. So uh, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, uh, Iron Man, Hulk. I think there's a Hulk in there. You know, so there's a, there's all all that sort of stuff. And he's been uh, doing the music for that. Um, and uh, I had a chat with him um, earlier in the earlier, well, late last week. Um, uh, so we'll be putting that out probably the week after uh, after next because we'll do um, film next week. So so yeah, um, being, that's been been quite good. So we did those um, and uh, you know watching uh, bits of TV, Return of Gotham, um, uh, Big Bang coming back. Uh, had to get away with murder coming back, which was great, um, and of course Comic Con, yes, <laughs> which uh, I was at all weekend. Um, so yeah, uh, Comic Con was was uh, brilliant as usual. This was in Birmingham at the NEC. Um, had a look at uh, a few of the comic book stands. Uh, there was a, uh, Steve Penfold, who I interviewed a while back. Um, I'll post the link on the site. That uh, was there with... Uh, he's got this wonderfully ridiculous comic called Moon, which is about the moon who um, at night uh, comes to Earth and um, uh, he takes the form of a sort of body with a moon head and, and becomes a private investigator. Uh, <laughs> It sounds a bit mighty boosh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit. Um, but they're, they're great. They're really funny. Um, there's uh, Bearlands, which uh, is a is a great comic book from Subversive Comics, which is is about um, zombie teddy bears in, after the apocalypse. Um, oh, I think I've seen these at the last Comic Con. They yeah. look really good. Yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> he has a, he has a bunch of uh, bunch of zombie bears which um, uh, they have on the stand, and I think they sell them off occasionally. But they. Uh, they, they sort of make these zombie bears for the stand. It looks absolutely brilliant. Um, and the uh, the other one was uh, Tabitha, which uh, is from Neil Gibson Comics. Um, and I posted the first issue because the first issue is available online. So I posted that on the website um, last year. It was last April. Um, and that's a fantastic book. It's one of the best independent comics I've, I've I've read. It's very very funny. It's very dark and twisted. They they do these anthologies, um, the, these twist dark twisted anthologies, which is which sort of they all link together, but they're all kind of individual stories. And they've got like six or seven of those, and they're, they're kind of fairly sizable books. But uh, Tabitha's kind of one consistent story, um, and it's about a mailman that. Um, uh, uses his job as a way for him and his friends to suss out affluent properties to go and steal from, but they 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 find a property and go and uh, go and break into it, um, only to discover some very very dark disturbing things, um, and they've they've finally finished like the whole lot of it now, so that's available in a in a, a big kind of omnibus thing uh, so I've got that to read um, which I'm really looking forward to because I loved the first um, first book of that so that was that was really good um, so there was those uh, there was obviously loads of people in cosplay some great cosplay stuff there's a gallery up on the website um, the funniest thing which I have to mention is there's there's a Joker and a Harley uh, I saw that I saw the picture yeah uh, so the pictures, the pictures are from the website. The Joker and the Harley uh, that are there are just fantastic. Mm. They barely, I, I, I don't think, I, I didn't actually know the, the names of them. Uh, although um, there's a bunch of judges who are there as well from uh, Mega City One, Judge Dread, uh, and he, one of the judges, a guy called Tony, has actually posted on the site. And apparently, Harley's name is Tory. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, they're just brilliant because. The, those two guys never ever break character. So, like, I walked up to him. I, I walked up to them, and um, this uh, the Joker kind of gives me this sneery look, going, "Oh God, why do they never stay dead?" Because I was dressed in my Red Hood costume. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> was this the is this the same Harley that uh, was it November last year? Was it? Do you know if it was the same one? Or? Yeah, yeah. She's she's there quite. Tori, Tori apparently is there quite regularly, uh, and I've seen her around a few times. And she had a huge group of DC guys uh, when I was there in November uh, around her. Uh, but um, she's she got the massive. Hasn't she got the massive hammer? she has. She it's actually slightly off the shot in that photo. But yeah, she's got this huge mallet that she carries around with her. Um, and uh, the, 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 just the funniest thing, I was I was stood talking to two Spider-Men, um, obviously. As you do. Yeah, as you do. And uh, uh, Harley, I saw I saw Tori go flying past with something in her hand, and I had the red hood down, so I couldn't actually kind of see because the visibility is not great. So I didn't see what she was carrying. Turns out um, the judges actually collect for um, uh, the, one of the dog charities. Um, it's for the Dogs Trust. And uh, they they collect money for them. And uh, Tori apparently has a habit of, of running off with the bucket. So I saw her running off round the corner carrying something, which apparently was this bucket, chased by two Mega City One judges. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And, <laughs> and they were kind of chasing after her. Um, and... Um, uh, yeah, apparently she's a, it's it, she ha, Tony the guy on the, uh, the, that was playing one of the judges says so she has she does have a habit of running off with the bucket, but um, it always comes back heavier than it was when she took it. So so she obviously goes and badges people for money. But um, yeah, she's absolutely they were just absolutely brilliant. They're a really good bunch of guys. Uh, I mean, there's some great people there doing the cosplay stuff. Uh, I, you know, it's it's good fun. Um, even if if I, I I urge you to go in costume if you ever go to a comic con because it's really good laugh and they uh, they they some lovely friendly people there um, really really nice guys so yeah um, so and I, I also sat and watched um, they do the um, uh, masquerade thing uh, as well so I sat and watched some of that and there's a video of that up on the site as well so and there's loads of photos of people in various countries. Cosplay. There's a there's, there was a guy in a full Groot costume as well. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Um, and it's hilarious because he was obviously on stilts of some description. Yeah. Uh, and he got somebody dressed up as Rocket, um, who was obviously not to scale. Uh, so somebody dressed up as Rocket with him, and, and this guy in this Groot costume. And there was a guy walked up to him who must have been about eight foot. I mean, he was enormous, just mm. a normal guy in normal clothes. Kind of walked up to him, with the same height. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really surreal <laughs> but um, so what, what was the I mean like a, a, every comic con there always seems to be one costume that is the, the most popular um, was there one, uh, this, this I'll, one? I'll tell you what I noticed uh, usually you see a lot of Harleys the girls love to get dressed mm. up as Harley uh, so there's, there's usually quite a few of those but I saw a number of penguins this time round, are um, we talking like uh, old school penguin, or are we talking there Gotham? Was, there was penguin? one. I, I saw one guy in a sort of old school penguin outfit, but there was a couple of people in in, in Gotham penguin outfits. That that's which is encouraging because you know it means that Gotham's got a decent fan base out there. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, there was and there was a few guys in Arrow costumes and uh, yeah, but, but yeah, the the people in penguin costumes were the were the ones that kind of stood out for me because I saw a number of them. Um, so yeah, so they, there were those around, um, and then of course there's the TV shows and the panels. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's some great people there this year. Really, really good. Uh, they got uh, three people from The Walking Dead, a um, couple of people from Sleepy Hollow, um, Col Meany, who um, I don't know whether you might recognise the name, but he was he was um, uh, chief engineer O'Brien in Star Trek um, and he's also currently um, on Hell on Wheels um, yes yeah yeah I know you mean yeah yeah and he was in The Commitment so he's uh, he was in Getting to the Greek he's done God knows how many different films uh, Irish a brilliant Irish actor um, and uh, Chris Gorman was there from Ugly Betty and uh, Covert Affairs I didn't really see anything of him uh, Warwick Davis was there on the Saturday, uh, but was just swamped by the um, by, by the signing table. So I managed to get a shot of him, but that was about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I have interviewed Warwick before; he was a very pleasant chap. So um, uh, yeah, but uh, so yeah, there was a lot of really good uh, guests there this time around. Um, so I've got um, I'm not going to play out 
huge, huge amounts of the audio because um, there's probably about two and a half, three hours of it uh, from, from the various video panels and that sort of thing. So I've picked out a couple of little bits and pieces just so you can hear uh, what we're talking. Um, uh, the Sleepy Hollow guys were um, the, the main guy that plays Ichabod Crane, uh, Tom Minson, and uh, Neil Jackson, who plays the Headless Horseman. Um, who who isn't headless for most of the second season? <laughs> okay, because um, they 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 have this uh, they, they worked out this way of of, of giving him a head uh, so he could talk to the other characters um, by a sort of magical necklace thing. Um, so yeah, they've uh, they've got that. They've just been picked up for a third season. Um, They've uh, got a new showrunner, a guy called Cliff Campbell, who mm. uh, he was the exec producer on The Glades and White Collar and Sequest 2032, if you're uh, going oh back that far. God, <laughs> I just love Sequest with the talking dolphin. <laughs> yes, yes, brilliant. So, um, so yeah, they've, they've got a new showrunner. They're also changing locations. Um, they currently film in a little place called Wilmington, um, but they've lost their tax credit or they've used up all their tax credit because one of the things with the way US TV shows tend to film now is, uh, and the reason it's not all in LA these days, uh, is because a lot of the um, uh, local states have... Um, got um, tax breaks and tax credits so you'll find films uh, more films and TV shows tend to go to certain locations because they can get certain tax breaks Mm. it tends to happen more with film because you can guarantee the budget for that film they don't tend to do it as much with TV shows because things like this happen where the tax credit runs out and you no longer have that budget Um, so that means that they're having to move the location from Wilmington to somewhere else they think it's probably moving to Atlanta. Um, and there's another big show that shoots in Atlanta, and that's The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they, they, they could uh, both be together. We, they did talk a bit, both of them, uh, both Tom and Neil, both, both said, yeah, we'd actually quite like to get dressed up as zombies and do, you know, not, not particularly be recognised, but do just kind of go to zombie school and be zombies on The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I thought, thought that was really good. Um, so yeah, as I say, I've got a couple of clips. Uh, one of them is uh, this first one's um, Tom Winston, and he's talking about um, the struggle that he has learning some of the various different languages. Because yeah, with that show, uh, they um, they have him talking kind of you know uh, German, Spanish, uh, various. Uh, they've got like um, Native American dialects, all sorts of things that they have him talking about. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's just talking about basically uh, the the trouble that they have learning the languages. Yeah. The, the writers seem to have uh, had a bet amongst themselves over which language or dialect will be the first to destroy me, to make me cry, probably. Um, so yeah, there's been German. So there you go. 
that's who, that's who talking about the uh, yeah the, the the problems with learning languages. Um, yeah, he was very very funny in that panel. The, the whole thing is uh, it's up on the video on the site, so go and watch the whole lot. But it's it's about uh, twenty minutes, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was really really good. Um, we were we were lucky enough to um, go and talk to uh, Neil Jackson um, actually in the um, uh, actually in the press room rather than on the stage because you can as you can hear from that the um, there's quite a lot of background noise uh, <laughs> in the stage. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, they, they they did this great thing where they bought this this tent um, sort of thing which acts as the theatre. Um, I think oh, they had yeah. it in November, you know, they and, and they did that because the sound when they did it, I think in the April beforehand, was horrendous um, to the point that, that, that nobody could hear anything. It was bouncing off the walls. It was just awful. Yeah. Um, so they they finally bought this this tent and sort of solved that problem. Then this time around, they bought the tent. Great, put it there. They then some idiot decided to put the Nintendo stand almost right outside the tent so the guys the guys at the Nintendo stand have got a mic and they're kind of whipping the, cra- the crowd up outside the Nintendo stand so all that background noise you can hear most of that is coming from Nintendo <laughs> so um, yeah not the best planning but uh, <laughs> but but yeah they'll, they'll sort it out eventually I'm sure yeah one day one day um, but to be honest that theatre that um, structure is quite cool. It's yeah. only like an inflatable dome, isn't it? Sort yeah, it's of like this big white yeah. inflatable dome. It's really good. Um, so yeah, they, they they've got that. But um, we were supposed to be talking to Tom and Neil and and some of the Walking Dead guys uh, and, and that sort of thing in the press room um, as well. But uh, we did get a chance to talk a couple of the Walking Dead, but the sound quality wasn't great in there either because there were loads of people around, um, including including Colmini. Um, I got to sit and watch Colmini um, watch the rugby and watch Ireland win and be very excited and quite happy. <laughs> it was quite entertaining. Um, so yeah, the, the, but uh, the, yeah, the press room wasn't all that quiet either. But but mm. thankfully managed to get some of that. Uh, we did talk to a couple of the Walking Dead guys in there as well, but the sound audio on that was just horrendous as well. Uh, it was actually slightly better on the audio on the stage. Uh, but this was from uh, Neil Jackson, who we got to talking to in the press room, um, and this was a little bit of him uh, talking about. Uh, what he thinks will happen in season three. They continually pull the rug out from under us and therefore audiences every time you read a script. So you read a script and it'll, it'll, it'll take a one night And in Britain, you haven't yet caught up on the full second season. I think you're just about to come back. Yeah, you're just about to come back next week. Um, and things really start to get shaken up in the second half of the season. So knowing where they're at, at the end of season, uh, season two, Season three, I have no idea. It's, it's a complete crapshoot about what could happen. And the one thing I know is that they've got a very, very firm idea about whether they take the show. They just don't tell any of us. So yeah, that was him talking about season three. Um, uh, that's we've got. It's only about twelve minutes of that interview. Um, uh, you know, we didn't get huge amounts of time for for them. We were, I mean, the 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 Walking Dead interview was was somewhat delayed because the guy from the press room just came in and said, "Yeah, there's no way we're getting them away from the signing tables." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was the the Walking Walking Dead guys were. Um, it was that was just insane. I mean, the place was rammed uh, with with people. The theatre, I've never seen anything like it. it was it was just incredible. Um, that was was um uh, the, the the guys from walking dead was uh christina uh, uh well, i'm trying to this right christina saratos uh tyler james w- williams who play rosita and noah uh and the other one was uh laurie and i can't think of her last name uh and she plays andrea uh or played andrea uh in the show um, so yeah, we we got to sit down with uh, Christina and uh, Tyler, but uh, uh, Laurie had, had to go at that point. 
Um, but we did get, I did get them on the panel. So uh, there's a little bit of them talking on the panel. This is um, Laurie talking about the direction of Andrew's character. I don't know whether you've... Um, have you watched much of The Walking Dead? I can't remember. I, I'm coming to the end of season three, so I'm still quite a bit behind. Okay. Um, but getting getting through, yeah. Um, has the governor shown up yet in that season? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all uh, all kicked off and... Uh, is it is it Merle? Is Merle the guy with the one hand? Is that Merle? Yes, well, yeah, I completely yeah, mad the name. Yeah, so he's he's now back at the prison with with everyone, having been with the governor and and all that. So okay. yeah, yeah. This because a lot of people complained about about um, the direction of because uh, Andrea kind of is in uh, becomes quite close to the governor. Yeah. And um, people are sort of saying, "What's she doing? Why is she going this way? You know, that he's a terrible guy. You know, this sort of thing." Um, so this was a little clip of her um, talking about um, what she thought about that and what they did with the character. I had a very difficult season. We had a showrunner at the time who um, who made decisions for my character that I didn't agree with. Um, that the rest of the writing staff didn't agree with. And um, and it was a very tricky, uh, I did the very best I could as an actor to justify Andrea's actions. I think it was difficult because, um, you know, when Andrea knew that, that, that the governor was a loony tune, I mean, she wanted out of there and she was there to broker peace. But the problem was, is that the way that the scripts were written, um, the audience knew more than the character did. So it made her look stupid. When she wasn't stupid, she just didn't have all the information. So it took a number of episodes to catch up and be like, wait a minute, Andrea's not a slut. She's not betraying her friends, like everybody thought all season, because, you know, but, but that, that took long to unfold. So it was frustrating to me for the fans to doubt her that way and to think that she was, you know, just being a silly girl running around with some psychopath and betraying a friend and that she was going to hurt her friends because that wasn't the situation at all. But um, but the way that it was unfolding in the storytelling and with the audience knowing more than her, that's what it looked like. So that was frustrating for all of us, everyone on production. But um, as it ended, as it came towards the end, it started winding up and people started taking charge in the creative process that made sure that um, that Andrea's motives were clear and that she died with dignity. And I felt like I couldn't have had a better end so that anybody who was, and I don't blame people at all for that season going like, what the hell is Andrea doing? Like she's being a nutbag, she's silly, because, because it was kind of designed that way. Um, Unfortunately, but I'm very grateful for the way that I went out with dignity, with my friends, with my heart, um, on you know, out there and, and trying to broker peace between these two people. And maybe that was idealistic, but Andrea was a humanitarian. She was a human rights lawyer before the apocalypse. The governor was a complete nutbag, but he was a father and he was um, a husband before this all went down. And I thought she, I think she, she thought. If there's a way that I can see the best in both these men, Rick and the governor, maybe possibly, um, you know, I can I can make some peace. And, and perhaps idealism is weak. I, I personally think idealism is a beautiful quality. But I think in the end, um, anybody who questioned or doubted or thought whatever they thought, I think they were like, it was an aha moment where they're like, she was a good girl. Yeah. So, so spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Dies. Yeah, dies. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The, unfortunately, that we did. Uh, there, there's, um, yeah, there's not much I can do about that. Sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, to be honest, the way she started talking about it, I did presume she died. I was about to ask afterwards, does she die? Because she kind of sounded really bitter. 
Like, yeah, she was she... not happy. <laughs> yeah, like as if someone had written her out and gone, "How dare you write me out?" And from well, that, she kind of saying like she kind of threw her toys out of the pram. Well, yeah, understandably in some respects because she had an eight-year contract. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I mean, you know, because they sign. I mean, they sign long contracts for this, um, mm. and she had an eight-year contract, and and yeah, they they decided to kill her off. Um, and and yeah, she was not happy about that. Um, I think that became blatantly clear from the way she was talking. If you go and watch the whole talk, be warned though, there are spoilers from, from the current season in that talk as well. So if you're not totally up to date, you might not want to watch the rest of that video because um, they do talk about other things that, that go on later. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, she she was she was not particularly happy about it. <laughs> oh well, um, so <laughs> she'll yeah. find something else. Yeah, yes. Now I'm sure she will. She she was a good actor. She she's um, yeah. I, I'm not sure what else she's been in actually, but yeah, she she is still around. I mean, to be to to, I guess to be fair, I mean, I, I do kind of understand where she's coming from because it, yeah, her character did just sort of like completely change all of a sudden I mean she was very much all about her sister up until her sister died uh, and then everything you know and all her friends and stuff and all of a sudden she's shacking up with the governor and all this so I, I do kind of understand what she said but again did kind of sound like she was just bitter that she'd just been killed off so. yeah I, I don't mean even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I, th- I think it's, it's, it, it's difficult as well when you're on a show like that. And, and you've got to bear in mind that they, they uproot these people without telling them, you know, cause I mean, you, you know, when you're on a show like Walking Dead, you, there is a fair chance that you're going to get killed off. Cause I think probably the only person that's safe on that show is Rick, um, our beloved Andrew Lincoln. But, um, <laughs> The the I I think he's probably only one that's 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 actually safe. I mean, the rest of the cast are up for grabs, um, and uh, it, it's so. Ironically, Rick's the only one that I don't care about and want him to die. It's everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> the it, irony. Yes, I know. Um, it's uh, and it, it's difficult because you know it's not like this is a little show that's that's um, shot you know, locally in LA. As I say, with a lot of these things, this is shot in Atlanta. So these people uproot their entire life mm. and move to Atlanta for. Uh, I mean, the uh, the girl that plays um, Rosita was saying, you know, she she hasn't really seen her family for the past year because you know she kind of up to moved, you know. And had had the because a lot of the actors will be based in LA um, or maybe Vancouver or places like that. But yeah. you know, so and you end up kind of just totally uprooting your life and moving to these places. Uh, so yeah, it must be quite difficult if you turn up to work one day because they're not really, you know, they're only told a few scripts in advance that they're, they're, they're going to be leaving basically. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, they've got to know what's coming. It's about flipping apocalypse zombies, so well, they're yeah. going to die at some point. So. Well, yeah, you know, that is true. But uh, I guess if you sign an eight-year contract, you kind of hope that you're going to be around for a bit longer. True, um, true. So, yeah, so there, there are there are other, other clips up on the website. There's the full talks up on the site. Uh, there's the whole Carmini panel as well, where he talks quite a lot about, you know, bits and pieces he's done in Star Trek and um, Hell on Wheels and that sort of thing. Uh, there's photos of the cosplay and all that sort of th- thing as well uh, and there's video of the cosplay masquerade as well so uh, go and have a look on the site there's tons of posts of, of various different things from, from Comic Con this weekend uh, so yeah that that's that's pretty much what I've been doing with my week <laughs> <laughs> that's so many usually takes about like two minutes <laughs> Um, yeah, so so yes, that's what I've been doing. Boy. Um, we should probably get on, and we've, we've got a few bits of uh, film and TV news, so uh, we'll get on to that. 
Some news came through uh, just today, actually, that uh, The X-Files is almost definitely returning as uh, for six episodes as a event series, as they're now calling it, <laughs> um, created uh, again by Chris Carter and uh, starring David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. Um, so it will it will be back for six episodes. I don't know how long they'll be, whether they'll be hour longs or whether they'll make them two hour longs or you know, like features or whatever, I don't know. But uh but yeah, it's 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 apparently been in the works. We'd heard rumours that this was possibly happening yeah. um a few months ago, but apparently they've had it in the works for about a year and trying to negotiate exactly what they were gonna do. Um, sort of started around the same time they brought back 24. You know, they were kind of looking and thinking, well, what else can we bring back that we've got <laughs> on property? So, yeah, looking forward to X-Files coming back. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, it's something that I, I, I missed the first time around and I only really caught it uh, on repeats and things like that. Um, not a massive fan of the first film. Or, or, I guess that was my first experience of the X-Files. Right. Uh, yeah, not Dad the best place to start. No, it's not. Uh, it's really not. Um, but Dad was a big fan, and uh, I watched it after that. So, yeah, i would be interested to see how it comes back and whether it's going to be anything new and different. Um, yeah. And so far, you can get with abductions and aliens without it being sort of the same... Yes, it, it will be interesting to see where they go because the movies weren't great. I mean, the first one was okay, the second one was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, but the series I loved. So, you know, um, have to see what happens with that. But yeah, yeah. Six, six episodes, um, see where it goes. Uh, so what else we got? Uh, ITV2 has um, taken over the first run rights to uh, Family Guy from BBC3. Um, and uh, the free-to-air rights for uh, American Dad as well. So the first run for American Dad is still going to be on Fox, mm-hmm. um, which is, is uh, where it's, it's airing currently. But uh, that seems like a sensible move for ITV, and the BBC probably wouldn't have picked it up again anyway, given that BBC3 is going online. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, I don't know, next end of this year, next year, something like that. It's, yeah... I mean, it makes sense for them to do that. I would have thought maybe Family Guy would more go towards, and perhaps there's some other reason why not, but I guess more towards that E4 type yeah, of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that like, ICV seems a really weird... Well, I mean, there's... I can swear then by word, but there's, yeah. there's rubbish. ITV2 is rubbish. There's, yeah. not, there's not much stuff on there. Well, I, yeah, it, it, it does... ITV2 runs um, Vampire Diaries, um, yeah, I guess. So, so uh, you know, and they they do tend to to run, try to aim, aim, you know aim things at a slightly younger audience. Well, so I think, I think if, they, if they not not mimicked BBC Three because there were some things that BBC Three did really well and some things that they did or you know really badly. <laughs> yeah, but if they did more stuff like Vampire Diaries and Family Guy, I think there's definitely like room for that just yeah. get rid of but to have vampire diaries and then the only way is Essex or something like that it's yes it's you know <laughs> <laughs> yes but awful terrible shows they've yeah. also uh, picked up a show called Border Town um, which is from uh, one of the writers of Family Guy uh it's got the voice of uh, Hank Azara, who is the voice of Mo in The Simpsons, and he's uh, what was it? There was there's various TV shows he's been in, uh, and Alex Borstein, who plays Lois in Family Guy. Um, so, you know, that, it's it's about a a, a um, fictitious border town in Texas. Um, and uh, the a family that that lives there, so an immigrant family that lives there. So yeah, I'm sure that'll be horribly <laughs> offensive. Uh, um, but but yeah, it's uh, they they picked that up as well to go uh, to go with it. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm glad Family Guy's still hanging around because I was wondering what was going to happen to that after BBC yeah. Three left. So it's good to see uh, that is going to have a home, and it's nice to see that it's not ended up entirely on a satellite channel. It's, yeah, you yeah know, that's it's, true, yeah. Yeah, it's still on a, a freeview channel. Um, next bit of news is ITV once again. Uh, this They've picked up, uh, along with... This is a co-production with Fox and Canada's Shaw Media. Uh, they've picked up a show called Houdini and Doyle, which is a 10-episode season... Um, 
and it's about uh, it's another show about Arthur Conan Doyle because they've just run a show about Arthur Conan Doyle yeah. so they've, they've obviously decided to, to stick with it uh, this is a new series uh, with Arthur Conan Doyle and Harry Houdini who begrudgingly join forces to investigate crimes with a supernatural slant um is that a joke? Is this real? No, it's apparently it's real. I don't know whether they knew each other in real life. I haven't. I, maybe they did. It's it's not impossible, I guess. Uh, so um, one of the reasons that I, I picked this up was because of the fact that the showrunner for it is David Shaw, who was the showrunner for House, um, and House was a fantastic series. Yeah. So um, the script is from uh, David Titcher, who. Um, writes their show called The Librarian, which has been very popular um, in sort of in a bit of a cult following. And uh, David Houston, who was uh, one of the writers for House, he also wrote Over the Hedge and Brother Bear, um, the the animated things. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm reserving judgment on that. It sounds like a horrendous idea, um, but it might be okay given the person or the various people behind it <laughs> i mean i've just googled it they did sort of overlap in terms of lifetime uh harry houdini 1874 to 1926 and then arthur conan doyle 1859 to 1955 so there was some crossover it just does uh, that's a really bizarre link i mean <laughs> if they're fighting demons and stuff like that it's gonna be yeah it's it's an interesting idea we'll see how it goes <laughs> um so yeah a one final bit of news which depresses me somewhat but uh channel five have extended big brother till 2018 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was about my reaction yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought it just you know when Channel 4 got rid of it yeah. there was a reason why they got rid of it I don't know what bright, bright, bright spark from Channel 5 and thought oh god they're getting rid of it let's buy it uh, well uh, it, it's it's obviously making them enough money and they're getting enough uh, viewers from it so uh, to be up. honest I was going to watch this season purely <laughs> I know hypocrites hypocrites purely because it got Michelle Visage in from RuPaul's Drag Race and you know I do love me some drag queens right um, yes. even she's not one but you know um, oh, really it's just oh god there's just no words yes. there are no words it's just atrocious so we're, we're stuck with it for a few more years anyway um <laughs> On that, on that slightly sombre note, uh, we'll move on to some questions and answers. Uh, so, what have we got? Uh, Colin Render on Twitter. Uh, when is Orphan Black coming? I've just seen the trailer in the US for it. It's very difficult to say um, because it aired on BBC Three, and although it's a BBC America show. It, it took forever for the first season to come over here. Um, and it, it's whether they decide... I don't know what internal politics go on at the BBC for that sort of thing. You'd assume that if it's on BBC America, the BBC should be able to run it over here, but that's not necessarily always the case. No. Um, I would hope that it ends up on BBC Three either online or before it goes off transmission or they shove it onto BBC Two. I would hope it comes over somewhere because it's a great, great show. Um, it's criminal that the uh, the lead actress in that doesn't get nominated for anything because she's absolutely phenomenal because um, she plays a multitude of, of her own clone. So she's, she's kind of various different characters at once. It's really, really good. Um, uh, you can catch it on uh, Amazon. Uh, I think Amazon have got it. Uh, certainly on on uh, Amazon Instant, if even if it's not on Amazon Prime, so uh, it's well worth looking for. Um, you may find that it turns up on there if it doesn't turn up on uh, on um, TV. So we'll, we'll see. Mm. Um, you've got to remember, BBC America is a commercial arm, so they're out there to make money. <laughs> uh, so they may sell it to somebody else first. Yeah, but they've got loads of money now. They've got rid of Jeremy Clarkson. So. <laughs> well, they haven't got rid of Jeremy Clarkson yet. Yeah, true. And it actually could be a more expensive battle than keeping him on. But yes, yeah. if he if he sues, that could be a problem. Um, 
When will Zagnation be shown in the UK? It's on US Netflix. My friend says it's really good. Uh, again, we've not got any air dates for that yet. Uh, I don't know anybody actually having been and it does well for the US it may be that they uh, they buy it and move it onto the UK as well um, so we'll keep you posted if we see anything um, question from Lisa Lyons he told us this week that Once Upon a Time is coming to Netflix which is great uh, is there any chance that Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is coming to the UK even if it is on Netflix again they're very quiet on that um it would seem logical that it ends up on Netflix, even though it only ran for one season. Just for the sake of completism, it would be nice to just see it. Um, and if it's going to end up anywhere, I suspect it's going to end up on Netflix because who el- who else is going to buy it? Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what, what's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Is that a daft question? Is that uh, like no, some no, Alice in Wonderland spin-off or something? Uh, yes, it was. It was it, well. It was a one. It, it was it was Once Upon a Time uh, spin-off that ran for one season and and uh, then died, um, based around the, exactly the same sort of premise, but um, set in Wonderland, essentially. Uh, and it didn't do particularly well, so they only ran it for one season. The idea was they were going to run Once Upon a Time and then run that in between. Okay. Uh, and 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 it, it sort of didn't do particularly brilliantly, so so it's never come back. Um, See, yeah, I quite liked Once Upon, uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Um, we, I watched the entire first series, season, and we, we really got into it, and then it just went on for a bit too long. Yeah. And then we did actually notice it on the weekend. It is on Netflix. I think it's season four, I think, and I know yes. I do have that many seasons. But it does kind of look like, having looked at just the pictures and the descriptions, that season four is just about Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> they have completely rinsed that storyline. Yes, they. Um, <laughs> God, they, Jesus, they, yeah. they, they have. Uh, they have put the Frozen characters into it, and it's. Um, do you think? Do you think we're going to be getting like Darth Vader and, <laughs> and Marvel characters in it? That'd be awesome. <laughs> it would, you know, like Maleficent versus the Hulk. <laughs> it could be great. <laughs> Yes, that would be really fantastic. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, no, they they, um, they they are running it. Um, so they've got the first three seasons on there. The fourth season is on and is going out weekly because it's still airing in the US. So it's going out, I think, a day or two days after the US. Um, so yeah, you know, you can get Once Upon a Time now on Netflix, but uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, there's no sign of it. I'm surprised they didn't throw it in for free, to be honest. Mm. Uh, you know, when they, when they said, well, we'll buy the rest of them, I'm surprised they didn't check that in as well. Um, no one else is going to buy it. Well, they, so. no, exactly. So, I don't know. It might turn up at some point, but uh, there's no sign of it at the moment, unfortunately. Um, so, those are the questions. Uh, now, we've got a few air date updates. So, Orange is the New Black... Um, has had an air date for Netflix. It's coming back on the 12th of June. Um, uh, so, uh, have you seen any of those yet, Chris? Yes! yes I, I was going to say, I, was, I, was gonna say, I thought that would be your sort of show. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I have to say, I love that show as well. It's brilliant. It, it, it is great. I mean, the second season was a lot darker than the first one. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, loved it. Absolutely, the characters. It was just—I mean, the fact that Catherine Janeway's in it, and you know, and play some <laughs> yeah. Russian mobster wife for I me. Mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's just—it's just brilliant. But it is a proper. It's, it, Netflix is so good at this sort of stuff. The proper yeah. binge watching. It goes on, and you just want to watch every single episode, yeah, back to back. And they've just—they've just got it on the head, and that's that. That is yeah. one of those shows that you can do that with. Interestingly, there's um, was it the Emmys? Um, that they they nominated it. They I think they wanted to nominate it in the comedy section, and they actually they weren't allowed to. It's apparently got to be in the drama section. They won't let her put it in the comedy. That, well, that's how well, dark the second they thought the second okay, season yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was funny, but unintentionally funny. Well, yeah, I'm sure intentionally funny, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, obviously they've written it to be funny, but yeah, not in a. It wasn't not not, not in a laugh out loud sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Like, why should I? Should I be laughing at this? Is it okay to laugh? Oh, <laughs> yes. racism and you know everything else. Yes, yes, and people getting beat up and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so 
that's coming on the 12th of June, so I'm really looking forward to that coming back. Um, they finally reli- uh, re- announced an air date for Castle Season 7 coming to Alibi. Uh, it is a lot later than it usually is. I'm not entirely sure what the reasons for that are, but it's 20th of May at 9pm, and that's coming to Alibi. Uh, I love that show, um, because it's got Nathan Fillion in it, and, and you can't not like things with Nathan Fillion in it, because he's awesome. So... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, did you did you um, have you seen about this uh, con man thing that he's that that uh, that they're doing? No. Um, there's a web series we talked about a bit a, a bit about this last week. Um, there is a web series that him and Alan Tukyuk from uh, Firefly, mm. are, he's Firefly co-star, are doing together. They put this web series on and. Um, they it's on Indiegogo, so they were looking for funding for it, uh, and, and they had their initial goal, which was I think I don't know four hundred twenty-five thousand. I think they were looking for for to create this web series of sort of twelve ten-minute episodes or something. There were. Uh, <laughs> I haven't checked it today, um, but it was up to something like two point four million last I looked. Whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, that's how much people missed Firefly, and and how much they love Alan Tukyuk and Nathan Fillion, uh, and it's it's about the uh, the experience of um, being at conventions, essentially, not not having a go at the fans, but the people that run it and the type of people yeah. they meet. Uh, you know, they, they were talking about the, things like the. Uh, uh, there was a security guard that, that Nathan refers to as an insecurity guard because he was really worried about what everybody else thought of him. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the sort of uh, a, a, a photographer that um, was was uh, taking constant photos uh, for the uh, for the press and was having to kind of stick his finger in ice because uh, he, you know he'd spent so much time clicking the, the button. You know, it's just just bizarre things like that. It's, it's weird things that happen at, at conventions uh, and and the. The idea is that it's um, that um, Nathan's character they they were both on this sci-fi show together, which got yeah. cancelled too early, uh, and Nathan's gone off to be this huge star, and, and uh, Alan's character is sort of stuck doing the convention circuit. Oh. <laughs> so slightly art imitating life. I mean, not yeah. Alan, uh, they're both. To be fair, no, the, the the idea is that Nathan's character is a huge kind of Tom Cruise sort of A-list type star, and yeah. Nathan with the rest of the world isn't that. But you know, uh, yeah, there, there is a certain element of sort of exaggeration to both of them, but it's uh, it's a bit like comeback. Uh, yes, yes, there is a certain element of that too. But they've they've got a little clip up on the uh, on the Indiegogo website. It's very very funny. I'm about to look into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. everyone misses Firefly. Yeah, mm. yeah. So anything with with Nathan Philly and Nolan Tukyuk in it, I will will watch. Uh, so yes, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, so the affair is coming to Sky Atlantic. That's a new show about an affair starring Dominic West, uh, who was was last seen, I think, on Sky Atlantic playing the James Bond writer, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's coming in May, um, which looks like it could be quite good. Uh, Black Sails. If um, you've not seen that show uh, on Amazon, because it's run a couple of seasons on Amazon, which is a piratey drama, uh, that's coming to the History Channel this summer. Uh, it's worth catching. It's it's quite a good show. Yeah, I need to catch that one. That's one, again, one on my to-do list, like uh, Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rizzoli and Isles, uh, again, another alibi show coming back on the 17th of May. For some reason, that's that's the second half of the fifth season. For some reason, they're very late bringing stuff back this year. I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe they've got new people in as uh, as schedulers. I'm not sure. Um, Longmire season three is coming to uh, uh, TCM on the 12th of April, uh, and. Uh, there's a couple of pickups. There's uh, Doc Martin's been picked up for a seventh season. Not a show I particularly watch, but I'm sure there's some fans out there. Oh, um, no, it's all right. I mean, mainly because that's where I go on holiday. <laughs> uh, literally, we, we, we've been quite a few times down, down there to Port Isaac and stuff. And it's, yeah. yeah. So so that's uh, 
that's back for its, for a seventh season that's just been picked up so it'll be filming I'm sure that'll be back later in the year and um, Spike TV uh, which is a new channel it's actually run by uh, Viacom who own Five so they're saying it's from Five but it's technically Viacom I guess um, but that's going to be a very interesting looking channel because they're, they're trailering uh, Breaking Bad so they're going to be running Breaking Bad on TV from the start If uh, so if you've not got a Netflix account and you've not seen it that would be well worth watching out for they're also running Sons of Anarchy as well uh, which is a fantastic show um, so that's going to be running uh, from the start as well on Spike TV when that launches in April um, they'll be running under the dome I'm assuming under the dome will still come on to five as well but they've been trailering under the dome on on spike tv so uh i'm guessing that that's the seasons that have already been out on five already um so yeah could be well worth watching out for i'm sure they've got a bunch of other utter rubbish on there because there was cop (laughs) there was there was kind of cop car chasing shows and various other things on there as well but they have got some excellent stuff coming to that channel so it could definitely be worth watching for uh, so yeah, that's that's all the updates for this week. Um, we've got next week on TV. So quick run through this list. Uh, Person of interest came back last night. Um, that's on Channel Five. Uh, so that will be going out on Monday nights at ten pm. Um, great show. We're horrifically behind the US, but it's it's still well worth worth watching. Uh, Viking Season 2 is coming to the History Channel, so if you've been watching on the History Channel, Season 1 went out last year, I think, so uh, that's on the 24th of March, so that's tonight, actually, at 10pm. Killer Magic, uh, which is a show that's going out again, 24th, so that's tonight. Um, That is a show... um, It's coming to BBC Three. It's about... Uh, a group of magicians that are competing for various um, uh, with various magic tricks. Uh, they then get voted on, and the person that loses has to do a killer magic trick. So it is a magic trick that has um, killed somebody in the past. Is this is this a is this a drama or is this a, a no, reality no, TV show? It's like a reality TV show. Um, we actually I interviewed. If if they lose, they have, then have to perform a death defying trick. If they've lost, that means they're a rubbish magician. They're going to kill somebody. It's <laughs> not a good idea. Apparently, it's it's it all is all safe. I interviewed last year towards the end of last year. I interviewed Jazz Vegas, who is is the one of the the uh, female magicians or one of the female magicians on the show, uh, who was really good and really funny. Um, you can go back and listen to that interview, um, but uh, she's uh, she does this 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 great um, trick which they used on the trailers, uh, and her her trick was she went out on a date with somebody, and this poor guy, she was going, sat there going, oh I'm so hungry, oh you know the food's taking forever, and they kind of you know made sure that the food wasn't coming, uh, so she then started eating the cutlery and the plates and the glasses <laughs> and just and the, the look of horror on the guy's face it was just brilliant um, so yeah that's on uh, tonight at 10pm uh, it's um, well worth watching it'll be on the iPlayer if you're listening to this tomorrow so um, how old did you just sound then it'll be on the iPlayer <laughs> <laughs> sorry the iPlayer <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I am nearly forty. We're <laughs> allowed to sound old. Um, so we on iPlayer. <laughs> if you're happier with that, <laughs> at 10pm. Um, and uh, oh yeah, to, uh, this is tomorrow. Um, the Royals. Um, which oh, is, is, is <laughs> which? If you haven't seen the trailers for it, is is Liz Hurley playing the Queen? In a a drama which is coming to E exclamation point channel. Drama, drama, is that what it is? <laughs> Allegedly a drama. Um, it looks horrendous, but horrendous in in the sort of way of probably being quite entertaining. Uh, I don't think it's played seriously particularly, but. Uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be very, very silly, horrendously camp and over the top. Uh, so if that's your sort of thing, then I know there's a lot of people who want to see that. That's on tomorrow night at 9pm. Um, it looks truly awful, but so awful that you kind of, pure, 
pure intrigue that you want to watch it just to see how awful it is and then you get sucked into it <laughs> telling people how awful it is but you can't stop watching it yes it's one of those sort of shows um uh, so there's that. There's Outlander, which is uh, coming to Amazon Prime uh, Instant Video, and that's on the 26th of March. Uh, that's the long-awaited Outlander that's finally coming to the UK. Um, and uh, Sleepy Hollow, which we were talking about as well uh, earlier on, that's back for the second half of the second season on the 26th of March at 9pm. Universal, uh, so I'm very much looking forward to that coming back. And the other thing is Agents of Shield finally Woo! back for the second half of the second season. Uh, that will be on Channel Four on the 27th of March at 8 p.m. So uh, yeah, that's all the shows coming back next week, and I think that's everything. We've been going long enough. Uh, <laughs> it's been a fairly long show this week, uh, but yeah. Um, so uh, hope you enjoyed the show. As I said before, there's loads of stuff on Comic Con and the panels and all that sort of stuff. If you want to go and see any of that, it's all on the website. There's loads of video on there. There's I think there's about two and a half, three hours of video up there. Uh, there's photographs and all that sort of thing. Um, I'll put a list in the show notes for the uh, for the podcast as well uh, for the show. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, feel free. We love having your questions and things. So you can email us directly on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website. You can find us on uh, at geektown on Twitter. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash geektown. Um, and that's it. Uh, I shall, well, we hopefully will see you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.